Welcome back to the Scarcity Podcast. This is your host, Mike, and this is my co-host, Jason Voorhees. How are you doing today, good sir? All right, so today, uh, this is actually not a full episode. This is going to be an outtake, technically. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be putting it up with the other episodes, though, because it's going to be like a, a small, shorter episode. Yeah, so we decided that for the month of August, we're going to be covering the uh, Friday the 13th movies. Because I guess, you know, it's the end of the camp, the camp, uh, the, the you know summer camp season and all that stuff. And uh, we're going to cover the Friday the 13th movies. And we were just going to do two, four... And, well, those are my choices. I won't continue on past that. But we were just going to do the, whatever two we picked. But we decided that for the outtake episodes, we're just going to cover the ones that are in between. Yeah. But we're going to cover them on a, on a on a less in-depth basis just because we deliberately didn't pick these ones, but we still want to cover them. Yeah. To be fair, it's because we're both fucking stupid. And we all said, yes. well, you know, we're, we're going to watch these anyways. And it's like, well, if you're going to watch it anyways and I'm going to watch it anyways, we might as well just talk about it. Like, it's going to be yeah. fast. So. So today's film is obviously the first Friday the 13th we're talking about. So, yes. you want to go over the like brief plot or premise of the Friday movie? So basically the idea is that uh, in 1958, I believe, uh, two counselors are slaughtered and the Camp Crystal Lake stays closed up until 1980 and someone's trying to open it after that incident and no one wants it to open and people start to go missing as the film goes on and we're just try- they're all trying to figure out is Jason back is it somebody else big old murder mystery yes so my recent watch is pretty much in line with all of my other times I've seen the film yours is a little bit different yeah so I had I watched this on Halloween last year um, in my new house and I had a really good time with it at that time after watching it this time not so much. Um, I, I did not have a very good time with this movie. I didn't hate it or anything, but I had a, I had, I it definitely fell down for me a lot. Yeah, hard for me. I mean, I when I first watched it, I was really young and I was just excited to see a movie called Friday the Thirteenth because I'd always wanted to see them. I was one of those dumb kids that wouldn't dress as Jason even though they'd never seen the movies before. But I was like, okay, cool. I went to Walmart. I bought all the Friday movies for like five bucks on dvd watch them all i watched this one i'm like okay i know this isn't doesn't have jason i've already known that beforehand but it's cool to see where it starts and you know it's pretty interesting i have fun and then ever since i've seen it that one time it's always kind of just either dropped or just been consistently un not unenjoyable but like just interesting yeah it always falls flat compared to what it should be you know when they made the movie it's supposed to be, oh, we're ripping off Halloween, we're trying to make some money. And they did that, and they made a lot of money, and they kept making movies. They and, even used the same camera. And yeah. film stock. So this is why I always say, like, this is why I like the Friday franchise, because I don't like the first one that much. Nightmare, the first one's a masterpiece. Halloween, the first one's a masterpiece. Even Hellraiser, the first one's a fucking masterpiece. Yep. Texas Chainsaw, first one's a fucking masterpiece. Friday, the first one definitely was made. So then that happens, and then Definitely the exists. films go on, and the movies get better, or they have a difference in quality, but they're always more enjoyable. Almost half of the films after this are just either better movies or more enjoyable movies than the first Friday the 15th. You there can't say that for any other horror slasher franchise. No, I think 
pretty much it's it's interesting it's the only one especially of the big three the only one where the first film is not great yeah 100 percent. like like you said halloween's great nightmares great you understand why those became franchises but i'm almost surprised that friday is a franchise after this one yeah it, it does really feel like i think the thing that that gives this movie an actual identity is the score um because otherwise it's kind of it's just another 80s slasher movie at that point which is kind of funny because it is really what launched the huge body count 80s slasher franchises because Halloween obviously kicked it off but Friday's the one that made a lot of money being kind of lowbrow horror for most people yeah it's not like there isn't good things about it like no we both have certain characters that we both are fond of like we're both fond of the character Bill a lot yeah, I love Bill. I think he's actually like a like the last time I saw the movie, I didn't like Bill didn't stick out in my mind, but this time watching, I'm like, nah, Bill's like a good guy. I don't think yeah. any of the characters stick out in your mind besides Alice. Kevin Bacon, just because you know Kevin Bacon. That's in the it. thing. Jack. If it wasn't Kevin Bacon, if that was a different actor, you wouldn't care. If they gave the exact same performance, you wouldn't care. It's funny because we both talked about it and said we didn't even know up until now his name. Yeah. I, I didn't realize until this watch, oh, his name's Jack. I never fucking remembered that. Yeah. I probably won't remember in six months. Not probably not. It's such a generic name. Yeah. But, but, how do you like Alice as a final girl? Because I think she's just she's kind good. of okay. She's just kind of okay. Well, so the, all the cast: there's Crazy Ralph, there's Alice, Very there's Brenda, there's Marcy, Bill, Marcy, Jack, Jack. which is Kevin Bacon, Christy, Christy, yep, and then Pamela. Pamela. And the dumbass cop on the motorbike. Which is and funny. Ned. <sighs> Might as well talk about it now. Ned's easily my least favorite character. Least favorite? He's easily my least favorite. He's the worst character, but he's not my least favorite. Who's your least favorite? I don't Christy? like Christy. Okay. He, he's definitely older than everyone. I don't like yeah, the fact that you can tell creepy. he would prey on Alice. He definitely wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, some people be like, "Is there? Is there actually like was was there a relationship between them beforehand?" The, the actress who plays Alice says that she thinks there was. There was. Yeah, so it's like, ah, that's kind of creepy. That it seems like maybe this guy took advantage of this younger girl. Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy because it leads into my favorite character, Bill, who Bill's trying to you know, like he seems like a really nice guy. They seem to be interested in each other. Um, if it was supposed to be a triangle, they didn't do a very good job of making it one, but he slides in and says like hey like I'm, I'm a good guy you should hang out with me and then he gets a bunch of arrows through his body so it doesn't really work out for him yeah. but um yeah I really 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 did not like Ned this watch especially illuminated me how much I did not like Ned because I remember last time watching I was like ah oh, he's whatever he's fine but this time he is just so irritating and especially like the whole faking drowning thing like bro that's really fucking gross uh, I'm not usually one to get all up in arms about stuff like that, but like watching it just felt nasty to me. And the the fucking Native American dance thing, just like oh my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That does lead to kind of a funny thing because it leads into that dumbass motorcycle cop who yeah. makes me laugh. But him Ned in that scene is just like, oh my god, can we not please? Like it tells you, yeah, this is definitely 1980. This is definitely not. Hopefully you wouldn't get that today. <laughs> that was. Oh, yeah gross it's pretty gross 
Yeah, some of his jokes are decent funny, but most of them not so well. They definitely don't yeah. age well. Yeah, like the one in the car uh, when they're on their way, Marcy and Jack are in the in the car with him, and he's he, she asks him, you know, like, uh, is, is the only thing you think about is having sex? And he's like, no, 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 I think about more things than that. I definitely think about just kissing girls. Like, that's, yeah, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. This recent watch, who I thought Marcy was better than I remembered. I like Marcy a lot. Brenda was just as unamusing as I she's, remembered. She's just there. Mm-hmm. Marcy, I, I've always liked Marcy. Yeah. Especially like the scene where she's in the bathroom. I I thought that maybe they were trying to do something with Marcy where she was like looking in the mirror and she says that whole thing about it. she's like, you know, you'll always be ugly or whatever. And I'm like, she has this like solemn look after she says that line. I'm like, does she think she's not pretty or something? Like, I don't Is there some kind of a self-esteem thing that they're teasing out there? But nothing happens with it because she dies literally two minutes later, so it doesn't matter. I would so almost was... assume that it was like ad-libbed by the actress. But... Maybe. It's just, it's just, it's like if she just said the line, it'd be like, oh, she was just filling time. Which, by the way, it's the worst problem with this movie. But um, I would thought, oh, she's just filling time until she has to go for the kill or whatever. What's, the, what's, what's your, um, what, what is your worst thing about the movie? The shit stain in the film. Well, first, before I want to get into the shit stains, I want to say okay. one thing. The best character, easily hands down, is Pamela. You know, Betsy Palmer oh, yeah. does a fantastic job as, as Pamela. She's, she's not on, on screen for very long. She's clearly the best actress out of everyone here and she says like i watched a, a video of her talking about like yeah when i got the script for this i thought what a piece of shit and, and i just don't want to do it she got she's like whatever i'll get paid for like fucking being here for five minutes yeah because she needed her car fixed yep she goes she sees that jason's cast is like a fucking mongoloid she never knew that was going to be in the film until savini showed her the makeup and then she goes well if he's so fucked up you know, no wonder she's so crazy. Like, she clearly had to be waiting on him day and night because he can't do anything for himself. So if she loses yeah. that, of course she's going to snap. So you yeah. see how much of a professional she is. Even a product she didn't want to do, she still put her all into it. She's yeah, amazing when she's on great. screen for every second of it. And Yeah, her performance is great. It's kind of funny when she tells the story about how she, uh, when she starts hitting alice she actually smacked her yeah and she didn't understand that because on stage you actually hit people when you when you're smacking people yeah. um she didn't understand that you're supposed to miss and they're supposed to edit around it so that it looks like you hit her so um adrian king was crying she's like oh my god she hit me she's just like <laughs> I, was, I was just expecting betsy palmer to be like whiny bitch yeah She's like, I got smacked so many times on in, on stage. Come on, man. Grow up. But, but yeah. I genuinely think all the actors and actresses do a decent job. It's just everything just feels so uneventful and so boring. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll it feels describe like it as like, oh, you know, it takes so long to get to the first kill. It's really not that. It's just there's so I much like, time between where nothing yeah, happens. That's my thing. It's like it, it, the, the kills happen within the first like t- uh, 15 minutes of the movie. I mean, there's a kill literally in the opening scene, but that, yeah. that aside, like, it's not a matter of, like, getting to the killing that's the problem. It's like, after that first kill, it feels like it's a long time before we start killing people. Yeah, and, like, that feels really weird to say, but, you know, as a slasher fan, it's like, you have to pace these things out well. And the problem is, is that you can have kills spaced out well, like, spaced out the, the space that they are. But if there's nothing happening in between that's interesting, and that's the problem, is I think this movie had about five pages of writing. And then the rest of it, the actors were just like, we have to think of something to do because this movie has to make it to feature length. That's the problem with the movies. It feels like a lot of stuff just fills time. Like you pointed out to me yesterday. Yeah, you know, 
there's a scene where like Alice is like, you know, making coffee, and it's just like there's nothing happening. It's just her making coffee for like two, three minutes. Yeah, and there's no fucking tension for it. Same same thing with um, she's she repeatedly stokes the fire, which I think is really funny considering it's supposed to be a hot summertime. And she's making a fire because they filmed it in like November. Um, but they said it was really cold. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, like I was watching that scene, I'm just like, it's just her putting one log, another log, twisted, like poking the fire. It's just like this, nothing's happening in the scene. Like nothing's happening. It's just like a person doing something. So it just feels like they just like, ah, we only have about an hour worth of footage. We have to make up the other thirty. So it just feels like they waste a lot of time. Yeah, and there's no tenseness to it. If you had that time to build the characters or make them more likable, it's fine. There's a lot of time in the second movie where they take that time to really build on some of these characters so you like them more. Yeah. But the first one doesn't really do that. Like, we like we like Bill, but he just seems so genuine with the way the actors just portrays like, him. Yeah, yeah it's and, just a great performance. Yeah, I don't think it comes down to the writing being like that. It just, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Like, when he smiles, He's got he really like good he means it. chemistry with... He's got really good chemistry with Alice. Yeah, he does. With um, with Adrian Kidd. And now, that'll um, lead us to the shit stains because. But uh, also another shit. I'll say yeah, the shit stains. Well, we kind of just talked about one of them, the the whole filling time and stuff. That's one big shit stain. Yeah. But um, another one I'll say is the animal death. Yeah. I do not like the whole killing the killing the snake thing, and um. It felt really nasty to watch. Well, it's also like it adds uh, also nothing to the, the actor seems upset. Yeah, it doesn't. It's yeah. just it's just a scene that exists. I'll say this: it does kind of give a little bit of more like um, uh, moments to see like Alice and, and Bill have like a connection. Yeah, he's the first person who runs in. Um, and I like the way that Crosby plays that scene. I should say it's it's Bing Crosby's son, so that's pretty fucking sick. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he the way he comes in and, 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 and delivers his lines, like he does a really good job, uh, feeling like a real person. But it, it it's almost to a fault because at the end when he kills the snake and he's you know, he's got the machete up on his shoulder, he looks actually upset that he had to do that. Yeah. And I, I wonder if Crosby if Crosby was the because they don't show his face, so you don't know if it's actually Crosby killing the snake. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming it was, and if it was, I feel like Crosby was really mad, like really upset that he had to do that. And I don't blame him. I would want to. I wouldn't want to fucking do that either. It's fucked up. I thought I heard a story too that um, the the wrangler for the snake was on set and had to watch the, I don't the know. snake that, that 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 person worked with get killed. <laughs> that if that's true, that's fucked. So I always. When I think of some of the biggest problems of the film, I always try to think of, like, well, placement between scenes is really important, and how they segue together. And that shit does not work well at all in this film. There's one scene where Christy says to Alice, hey, go get Bill. And then she walks off, goes across the camera, and walks off screen. And then the next scene immediately is all of them together. Like... Why even have her say, why even be like, oh, go get Bill, if you're just going to lead to a scene where he's with Bill and everyone in this one scene? Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't make sense for a transition. Also, um, in one of those scenes when, when Alice meets everybody, 
in the car. Like they get, they they all meet to pull a stunt on Alice runs over, and um, the scene's supposed to end. They're like, hey, you need to go find this person, or, or you need to go do this thing, or go get settled in, or whatever. Um, she's like, she herself is like, she's supposed to show them to where they're supposed to go, and because it seems like she wasn't given direction for the scene because even on her face the audio drops out you can't hear her talk but it sounds like she's saying which way am i going off screen to everybody else mm-hmm. like she doesn't know where she's going and it's like for her that's bad because it doesn't seem like she was directed for the character that's bad because she's supposed to know where everything's supposed to be going because she works here um so it looks really bad every every possible way it, it really stuck out to me it's not like it's a big deal it's not like it's a huge thing but that one thing really stuck out in my head it's just a lot of the problems are just things that you'd think filmmakers would understand by now so it just makes things very lacking boring and just disjointed yeah like these are actual fundamentals for film that you'd think would have been done properly so when it doesn't happen it draws you out of it it's like all oh, these things you guys are mentioning it's not a big deal it's not but like it made me feel like instead of I'm investing into this experience I'm just watching somebody fuck up in a movie, and I don't want to feel like that most of the time. Yeah, I mean, like, a, a simple edit could have honestly got them out of that. Yeah, 100%. Because things Th- drag way too this movie's not, too, it seems. Yeah, this movie is not very well edited, because there's a lot of scenes where it feels like they hold on to shots for way longer than they should be. Um, the pacing for this movie is quite languid. Like, especially because they're like, I watched this and then I watched two directly after it, and two's pace is completely fucking different. Two is eight minutes less. Yeah, I feel it feels like because I, I think it's it's edited by the same person. I think it's edited by uh, Cunningham's wife. Both of them. Well, it's it's funny because it's eight minutes less, and they had a, a few things, and you, you'll see it because like, did you watch the deleted scenes for the movie for two? I didn't watch the deleted scenes. I watched the um. They were talking about like uh, Peter, uh, talking to Peter Brackey, the author of the, um, the book Inside. on Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, but yeah. I watched the deleted scene because I never saw them before, and I'll talk about that in the episode. But most of it is just extended scenes, more so than deleted. Yeah. And they they did a better job by cutting it. It's not necessary. Yeah. So realistically, they had a they probably would have had only like with those scenes added, hundred thirty. I mean, an hour thirty. One minute, sour, you know, yeah. not much, but cutting a lot of that just helped the film a, a whole lot more. And in this one, everything feels like padding, and you don't want to feel like you're getting padding in a film that just takes you right the hell out of it. It's not a yeah. slow burn. It's not. It's not build up. It's just nothing. It's just slow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just it feels like they. I don't know if this was her first film editing or whatever, or if it, whoever edited. Because I'm not positive that it was her. Yeah. Um. But whoever edited it, I don't know if it was their first edit job, but it just seemed like they they held on to certain things a lot longer than they really should have been, and it really does break up the pacing. More than you'd think. Even Savini's makeup, like, they got Tom Savini on it, and they make a big deal about, oh, in the first film, it's Tom Savini. You don't see a whole lot of his makeup a lot of the time, and a lot of the deaths happen off screen. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot is a general thing to say. It's... But a decent amount of deaths happen off screen. Like, yeah, I mean, we like, like Bill a lot. He dies off screen. The that only sucks. the only kills you see on screen where they really do show um, Sabini's effects happen on screen Kevin is Bacon, Marcy. Kevin Bacon, Marcy, and um, what's her name? 
Brenda. the cook that, that dies at the very beginning. You don't even see her kill. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously Pam at, Pamela at the end. But So this is kind of the advent of uh, higher resolution imaging, but the more and more we get higher quality visual, uh, higher quality like releases of these movies, the more the, the makeup can suffer. Because more so than any time I've ever seen this movie. Before we got this Blu-ray set, I think I had only ever really seen Friday the 13th on a DVD. And for Pam's death, when he, when she gets her head cut off, you can clearly see the toothpicks that held the head on sticking out. Um, you can tell on some of them that the, the makeup that they applied doesn't match up with their skin tone a lot more now. I will say the Kevin Bacon death looks better than it did on the Blu-ray. Yeah, I've seen the that, Blu-ray release of it. That looks pretty good. The Blu-ray coloring makes his skin look oh, very right. off. I do, I do have the Blu-ray. You have it, yeah. Yeah, I. That's right. I do have the other Blu-ray set. I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot. But I don't think he, I ever. I don't think I ever actually watched anything on it though, because I think I got that Blu-ray set and they announced the Screen Factory one. Yeah. So like I'm not. I'm not even gonna bother, dude. But yeah, the skin tone it, is it does off. Suffer so with, it looks like a shitty body double. Yeah. Um, Same thing with um the the cook at the beginning. I mean, hers is still, I think, in my opinion, still very noticeable that the uh, the skin tone doesn't match up. But the actual effect itself looks really good. That's the thing. Like the the effects themselves look good. It's yeah. some of the more finer details, and that's kind of it's not the it's not Savini's fault. That is just the advent of um, higher quality imaging. It, it's going to happen to most movies. It's going to happen to all of them because that's just how it is. You see more detail, you're going to see more issues. Well, the problem is this film lingers on the effects. Yes. Some of the other ones, like they'll happen, and you get a quick jolt of it, and they take it away. Which especially, does especially those Pamela's films death. Yeah, especially Pamela's death. They hold on her too long. I've I really don't like because the second film does a lot of similar. Like the second film is mimicking the first one a lot. But it do, but it definitely doesn't like. It's actually funny because I was watching the um, the Blu-ray, the uh, special features for it. The MPAA eviscerated that movie because there was more. There's a lot more effects that they didn't show. Um, so even like the, the the shots that you see of that aren't really that aren't even close to what they had. You should see the special features for them. The... Do they have the Do they have the the, the effects? I didn't see it. Yeah, all, but they're... All the effects are the same effects. They're just elongated. Longer. Yeah. Um, I think it looks better. There's only one that I really think looks a lot better, but the rest look bad. Like, we'll get over in in, in the second part, obviously. Yeah. It had, it suffered from a lot of the same problems that this film suffered from. Honestly, it's kind of better the MPAA wanted them to cut it because it makes makes the film more bearable. It makes it much better. And you would have seen, like, it would have made the film age worse. So yeah. I'm I'm glad it did cut some of those scenes. There's only one that I would have liked in there, but it is what it the, is. The effects of the show are great. We'll get to that. But but yeah. the, the but problem basically... with it being a mimic film though is that like Pamela's death is so elongated with the slow motion and like yes. and I don't you just like see that. Savini's hands come up. You see his hairy ass knuckles in the yeah. camera. And then that happens in the second movie. The whole fake out is so great in the first movie, but the fake out happens again in the second movie. That's yeah. the, that's the problem with this first film having that iconic ending. The ending of the first film is really good. When Pamela's ever on screen, she's fantastic. The fight is drawn out, but when you see her, she's great in it. Yeah, the finale is very repetitive. Very. 
it is, hey, I knock out Pamela, I run to another place. Pamela finds me, I knock her out again, I run to another place. There is one I, scene I really like, though, as far as, like, um, the way it's shot, is when she locks the door. Yeah. And, and she's, she has her head behind it like that, and you see the door slowly opening. Start turning. Yeah. I, I think I like that's that a really one. nice shot. That's the best shot probably in the movie. I was, however, finding myself questioning why there was an interior lock on a pantry. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't tell you that. Especially I, I don't for know a fucking summer camp. That. That's a terrible yeah, idea. I no idea. You know, fucking some six year old's gonna lock himself in there. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that, but whatever. I never went to summer camp, so I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically repetitive ending, and some of the effects, especially the but the beheading to me has not aged very well. Um, and even taking the effect itself out of the equation, they hold on it so long and like, hey, it's Savini. So, you know, he's going to he's going to want his work to be shown. But I feel like they they really hold on to that for a little bit too long. I agree. The final effect, though, with Jason, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I the, mean, the suit looks really good. I think we've covered all this, the shit in the movie of why we don't yeah. like it. And I think the ending of the film is great. The ending of the film is awesome. It, it's it's perfectly done. The music's great. Music is great. Um Ultimately, the reason we didn't choose this film is just that it's not as good as the others. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not, not as, as much to keep you coming back. It's not a fun factor. There's not enjoy- as enjoyable chase sequences. The music in this film isn't as good as the rest of the franchise. In no, the rest of the franchise, they change the track, like the, the classic one, because this one has a little bit more like, I think it's like trumpet in it, where it comes in randomly, and they got rid of that because it doesn't work nearly as well. Yeah. But it's iconic. Everything in this film is iconic, for better or for worse, because that would happen in the second film. A lot of it would drag over. Yeah. But it's not that much fun to talk about. There's not much you can really talk about besides saying, this is good, this is bad, that's it. You can't really continue that conversation. And that's why you and I both were like not over the moon about it. Yeah, it's like, we, we know that for two, when we get to it, we're going to discuss, you know, characters, and we're going to talk about kills, and we're going to talk about, like, relationships between people, the way it looks, all that stuff. There's more to talk about in two. The problem with one is, like, again, we talked about, like, nothing happens for most of the movie because they don't have enough story going on, and it's a first attempt, and they didn't know what to do, and they had kills, and that's what they had, and, you know, for 1980, that worked for them. It made a shit ton of money, and we have a franchise for it, and that's why I appreciate it still. It's the only reason I appreciate it still is because we have the Friday the 13th franchise because of it. But I would argue that the reason why we really have a franchise is because of part two. Yeah. So. I, I would say there's a lot of things I really respect about the first one. I think for the first film, it sets up a good backstory. It has great lore to get into. Yeah. It's easy to build on. And Solid villain. Solid. Very solid. Very solid villain. And I like aspects of it. It's just a very incomplete film, and I feel very incomplete when I watch it. I also have to appreciate, again, like, like this is this and Halloween, you know, stuff like this, these low-budget independent movies. I got to appreciate that someone was able to go out there, finance a low-budget film, and make it big on it. That's something you always got to appreciate because that's, that's because of talent. There is talent here. It's just misguided. It's nice when it's a couple of local boys from Connecticut too. Yeah, that's not. But they're down, they're down in Jersey, and then yeah. and for the sequel, they came back to uh, to Connecticut. It says New Jersey on the truck too that Annie's riding in. On the cemetery behind her, it also says Hope, New Jersey. 
Yeah, so. it's very clearly Jersey in this one, but Connecticut's very clearly the second one. Yes. Very but good. But a lot of people involved exactly in this filmed. first film were from Connecticut, though. Yeah, we know the second one's from Connecticut because we know where they filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, even we can't visit those places anymore because yeah. they burnt down the fire. Stop me. I dare you. But I, I enjoy it for aspects of it. If I had to give a rating, it's the same one. You'd probably give it like six out of ten. Yeah, give it three stars on Letterbox. That's pretty much where. Yeah, I'm at. it's oh. it's definitely worth watching and forming your own opinion. But I think you'll be coming back to the sequels way more than this one. I know a lot of people who really like this movie. Yeah, a lot. But I, it's just I also know a lot that really don't like it. Yeah, it it just doesn't work for me nearly as much as the rest of them. It's not just it's not even just because it doesn't have Jason in it. But it's because, again, it's a first attempt. They were kind of figuring out what they were doing with this franchise, and it kind of shows. This movie is a cash grab. The sequels are se- are sequel bait, you know what I mean? Yeah. They fundamentally do different things that try to just continue a franchise. This one was never trying to start a franchise. Yeah, it was supposed to be a, a quick cash grab so they could make what they really thought was going to make them their money, which was children's films. Yes. They couldn't get financing for them. So... That's really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. And those, like, oh, yeah, and those films make... didn't make them jack shit for money. Yeah, so like, we gotta make children's films, that's what makes money, and then they fucking murder a bunch of teenagers on uh, in a film, and they're like, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe not. It's really funny. We got the exact opposite of what they were going for. That. That's pretty much all we can talk about for this film. Mm-hmm. There's not much more to it. It's worth a watch, and it's, it's fun in its own right, but it's doesn't it doesn't hold candles with like the sequels the sequels take what this did they ramp up the formula and they jolt it up to like 11 and then you have a lot more fun you got like a lot more character work too i agree so here about that in the next episode when we talk about part two thanks so much i'll catch you there bye-bye bye